This is Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name's Richard, KB5JBV, and I'm your host. Let me tell you, it's flooding down here in Texas. We're currently under a severe thunderstorm warning while I'm recording this, so I may have to do it four or five times. But that's okay. I will tell you this much. If I could get away with playing Stevie Ray, I sure enough would. However, I'm extremely excited because thanks to you guys, we have had the highest first month's download totals for any episode with episode 31. I don't know what y'all are doing, but keep it up. Keep blogging about us. Keep talking about us. Keep emailing about us. Keep putting the links to us on your website. They're playing the... uh, me and Russ down on a repeater down in Tasmania from the other show, and the uh, Rochester Amateur Radio Club in up in New York has got us listed on their site. And we'd like to say a special thanks to Jerry Taylor because he got a, got a link to us on his site. We've, we've reciprocated, and it seems to be doing us all a whole lot of good. I'd like to thank you all for responding to my plea last time, and we'll talk a little bit about that some, some more in just a few minutes. Let me see if I can get through these emails pretty quick. First one I've got is from WS4E. That would be Don. Don says, Richard, happy to provide a little support to my pod, Elmer. Always love listening to the shows and have learned much from many from your no-nonsense advice. Well, I try to keep the nonsense down to a minimum. And when I do get nonsensical, I try and make other people put up with it. So thank you for uh, for that kind piece of uh, email, Don. And uh, we'll try and keep her up. Next one we got is from Dave, AF5U. Yep, those two-by-ones. I was <laughs> talking about those the other day. I wanted you to know that I am taking the time to tell you, yes, Richard, people out here do listen to your webcast i like your style and you represent the great state of texas very well i find you knowledgeable and natural born trainer don't give up doing what you have started i'm into dx chasing for the qsls but like to stay up with what's going on elsewhere in the hobby that's where resonant frequency comes in for me you will be getting a donation later to put my money where my mouth is. 73 ESDX. And that's Dave, AF5U. Well, let me tell you, Dave, I'm not a natural born trainer. I kept get, getting stuck in training positions over the years and have had to learn how to be a trainer. But I do know that it's easier for me to comprehend if somebody's not talking three feet over my head. So thank you for the email, and uh, we'll get to donations in just a few minutes. Next, we have an email from Ray. Ray's been kind of kind of slacking off posting in the uh, forums, but he's back with a vengeance now. Sorry I haven't posted in a while. I'll try to stay in contact more often. I think the episodes on batteries have been great. Uh I've learned a lot, and I'm sure everyone else has, too. I have a uh, follow-on question that maybe you can answer in the, in the email section, or this may take more time and need to be uh, part of an episode. Sorry, y'all. The print is a little small on this one. You discuss batteries primarily in relation to handhelds and emergency field work. But what about the, their use as part of a normal shack power supply? Uh, 
similar to a battery backup on a computer. There have been some articles in QST the past year on battery boost regulators that can be used to maintain a 13.7 volt output even when the nominal 12 even with nominal 12 volt batteries. If a rig is powered by one of these regulators connected to batteries while at the same time the batteries are being charged, it seems that we would basically have a non-switched battery backup. Do you have any, an opinion on this? What additional items would uh, be needed for this work? As always, thanks for your time and effort on the podcast. I look forward to the next episode. Ray, KO4RB. Well, Ray, let me tell you. I actually ran a packet controller in a similar fashion to what you were talking about. And y'all don't despair. We haven't stopped that series. I just figured we all needed a break because it was getting kind of dry. And uh, this will be probably the last show before we start back up. There might be one more before we start back up. Depends on uh, whether I'm ready to dig in and tackle the issue real heavy. But, uh, yes, there's a lot of good stuff here. In fact, uh, I bought a uh, a trickle charger up at uh, Walmart of all places, and I'll let you all know how this comes out for specifically the pur- one of the purposes that you described in your email. But, yes, we will get to that. All righty, the next, ones we have, uh, next one we have is from, uh, from Herman, K-E-5-H-Y-W. Now, Herman is the, uh, he is the uh, uh, doggone net manager of the local VHF uh, uh, national traffic system nets here. And here recently I've started posting some written articles over at the blog. Uh, so it just didn't, didn't have just the podcasts over there and their articles that I've had for a while. I just reposted them over there and, uh, his, his, uh, comment to one, which was entitled, what the heck is NTS was uh nice post Richard. My only criticism is while you referenced the DFW Metroplex traffic net, you did not provide a link. Well, I didn't, I did reference the NT, the NTS net, net here local, but I did not call it by name. And when that article was written, it was written for a whole other reason. It was part of a series uh, for a newsletter here locally. However, for those of y'all who are in the DFW area or within two meter reach of the DFW area, you might want to check out the DFW traffic net. They meet twice a day, seven days a week. And the web address forum is www.dfwtrafficnet.org. DFW traffic net, one word, dot org. And there you go, Herman. And uh, I'm wondering if you quit posting on Twitter. All right. Next one is from, let's see. Neil, NG5NG. And what Neil says, and this one come out of the forum. No, this one come off comment on the, on the uh, blog. Uh, enjoyed the show as always. This is my favorite ham radio podcast. Still working on that Texas draw. Uh, bye. CW. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, that's the thing about us folks here in Texas. I, I've discovered what it is. I was listening to some guys from up north, and the fact is we pronounce all the letters in the word in a word, 
And in fact, we pronounce them and some of them we chew on for a little bit before we spit them out. And that's what's going on with uh, us down here in Texas. I had a guy get on me from Arizona, sent in an email to the other show and said it would be a whole lot better if Richard didn't speak Texan. Well, unfortunately, everybody I know in Arizona speaks New Jersey or New York because that's where they came from. So we'll just keep on chugging along with that, but we'll get we'll get it squared away. All right, next one we got we got three here <laughs> that are all from uh, from poor Scott, and I'm only going to read one of them because uh, yeah because of time constraints, and I'll address the other two. Uh, the first one here we go another one of those with a little print so y'all uh, y'all hang in there. Thanks for the ongoing work. Your podcast makes the drive into the office much quicker. Although I do have to pause it occasionally to have a quick QSO. Anyway, great work and keep it up. I dropped a very small donation in the can, but will happily return. But will happily return. I am currently building a, a MK ARS 80 80 meters single sideband QRP kit after hearing it reviewed on the other podcast across the pond. A very well-kitted deal reminds me of an old Heath kit, but the manual, though well-written, is a print-it-yourself enterprise. And that's from Scott into WMD. All right, well, thank you, Scott. And uh, I'm glad we were able to get things squared away. And I just keep listening, man. Just because uh, there's friction... Over the pond, as it were, uh, I wouldn't begrudge them guys anything. So just keep on hanging in there. All righty, donations. Uh, as some of them mentioned, uh, there were some donations came in this month. Let me thank all of you that sent in a donation this past month, because not only have we paid for the new mixer board, I was able to pick up a second-hand uh, uh, mini-DV camera, the, for a reasonable price because the battery pack is not any good on it, which is fine for shooting video in and around the shack. And we are actually par part of the way towards our new microphone, which we found a really good microphone at a really, really low price. And I know that it's quality equipment because I know the guy it's coming from. So y'all keep those donations coming, and we will definitely put them back into equipment for this because we do look to doing other things in the future. Let me get these donations out of the way real quick, though. Uh, first one is from Don. I believe that's WS4E. Uh, nobody puts their call signs on these. Uh, Scott, uh, N2WMD, the one we just, fellow we just read his email. Uh, David, which I believe is AF5U. Uh, this also has no uh, uh, call sign on it. But thank you anyway, David. And last but not least, John in Moscow, Idaho, it looks like, uh, sent in a donation. And, John, I didn't see an email or anything from you. I would have tried to connect an e a uh, call sign with it if I had had a way to do that. But if you'll send me an email and let me know, we'll uh, mention it again next time around. Also, last time I said we had not had a donation since October. 
that's because my wife has been jockeying things around in the mailbox, in the email box. And uh, I did find two. One came from uh, David in Pleasanton, California. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a call sign with that. The other one is uh, from Jerry. And I know who Jerry is. Jerry is Jerry from or uh, Jerry KD0BIK from the Practical Amateur Radio Podcast. Jerry sent one in in November, and uh, the previous one came in in December. So I'd like to thank you guys also. All righty. Uh, one of the problems that uh, Scott was having is the fact that the donation link on the blog site was not uh, prominently displayed on the front page. I moved it back where it wouldn't be right there out front to uh, bother folks uh, sometime back. And I went ahead and moved it back out front so everybody can find it. So when you go over to uh, the blog page, which I prefer you all download us through feed burner so I can keep up with it. But when you go over to the blog page, there's a button right there on the front that says Donate to Resonant Frequency. Uh, you can also uh, make donations to us by clicking through from an Amazon link either on the blog site or the Black Sparrow Media website. Uh, we don't get a whole lot out of that, but if you're going to go buy something over there anyway, we do get a piece of it, and uh, every little bit helps. Uh, I had a whole bunch of other stuff, and I can't really recall what all it was. Oh, yes, donations, donations. We need to keep those donations coming in. Like I said, we've got uh, a microphone that's in the works. All we have to do is get the cash together, and we'll get that bad boy shipped on down here. And I know you all tired of hearing me on this uh on this uh it's a good microphone but it's not a great microphone and uh we'll just keep that going once again y'all keep doing what you're doing keep talking us up keep putting us on your websites keep putting us on your blogs keep it keep us going man uh, we're hanging on in there and we want to make it all happen so and y'all are doing that for us and we really do appreciate it so uh i think i've probably run my head just about as long as i can uh we've got a uh uh, y'all have, uh, said in the past, y'all appreciate it when a freestyle. So we're, we're freestyling on the next segment. So y'all hang right on in there and we'll be right back. Talk a while Sit down now Talk 
So uh, this time, uh, I think we'll do another one of them Elmer things. Y'all don't uh, panic or get crazy or anything, because we are going to get back to uh, part two of the battery deal, which will be charging systems. But I thought we'd take a few break or a break from that for a little while, and we'll get on back to it. So uh, this uh, segment came up because recently I was listening to some guys on uh on one of the news groups <laughs> okay i was reading the posts on one of the news groups and it seems that uh there were some guys on on the one i was reading losing their minds because one of the local amateur radio clubs had sent out a letter to its membership addressing uh stuff they didn't want on their repeater and the things that they were particularly concerned with were discussions of religion and politics. Now, we know today as uh, civilized folks that uh, in polite company, we really don't want to discuss those two subjects because people get uh, kind of passionate about it. And uh, sometimes they forget where they are and may very well offend some of the other listeners on frequency uh, if they're on the radio, or even end up in the process of getting excited where they use language that uh, is not quite legal. So pretty much how this came down is uh, there were some conversations concerning uh, religion and or politics on this machine, and... Since this club tries very hard to cultivate a family-type atmosphere on their repeater, they, uh, the trustee and the club president drafted up a letter and sent it out to the uh, membership. Well, that's fine. Um, the other side of it was some of the club members who pay dues every year were the individuals involved in these conversations. And because of this, uh, they got upset, and uh, rightfully so, they got upset uh, because they felt that their freedom of speech was being infringed upon because they ought to be able to say whatever they want to on the radio as long as it falls within the guidelines of the FCC rules. So let's start 
with the membership side, and then we'll uh, ease over to the other side. Okay, so the members are talking about uh, politics and religion. They're talking about whatever they want to. You pay your dues. You help maintain the machine by doing so. You use that machine regularly. All the people you talk to are over there. And you feel you shouldn't because you do have a right to freedom of speech in this country to speak uh, and say whatever you like as long as it doesn't uh, put you in violation of the FCC rules. And I can understand this. I pay my dues to a club every year to because I use their repeater, and I want to contribute to the upkeep and maintenance of that machine and it, uh, all that good stuff. And I feel I should probably be able to say whatever I want to while I'm talking on the machine. The other side of it is that the machine is owned by the club, the membership of the club. And if this club has a communications committee or a group of a board of directors or a group of trustees, um, these guys are the ones that have to make sure that everybody plays, plays nice together on the machine. So since they're cultivating a quote family, uh, repeater, uh, they may very well have gotten some complaints about the conversations that were going on on the repeater. Now, those people that complained were probably also club members who pay their dues every year to use that repeater, and that's why they were sitting there monitoring it while this was going on. Now, on the club side of it, or from the position of the members, members that are having a little problem, uh, it may look like the uh, trustee and president of this club are playing f frequency police. And we've all heard of the frequency police. That's the one or two guys on frequency that want to jump on you about every little thing they're out of whack and everything else. But uh, this may not be the case. Uh, chances are I've known a lot of repeater trustees and a lot of uh, amateur radio club presidents. And for the most part... As long as you're chugging along, doing what you're supposed to, and not putting them in jeopardy of getting a citation from the FCC, then they're pretty happy to just kind of let you go and do your own thing. So here's pretty much how the whole thing boils down. You know, we've talked about the aggravation on the side of the membership. We've talked about the aggravation on the side of the club president trustee. But here's pretty much how it boils down. The Constitution guarantees us freedom of speech. Now, that doesn't mean that we can start, uh, well, we can't, uh, <laughs> like they always say, screaming fire in a crowded uh, movie house or a, a crowded store. That's something we can't do. That is also something that the, the uh, Supreme Court has ruled on. And the way they put it was, you are your freedom of your freedom of speech extends to the point where it infringes on the rights of others. They've also ruled that uh, the scale of decency has to do with the community in which it's in. The other side of it is that our uh, rules and regulations don't say anything about discussing politics or religion. 
And as long as these guys aren't using those famous seven words, then they're probably going to uh, be okay. Now, the uh, one of the things I can add to that is uh, I'm an ov- official observer. I don't know if, uh, well, for those of you that don't know, I'm a member of the Amateur Auxiliary, and they give us pretty good training on what we need to do and what we need to look for and not look for. And one of those things is to judge conversations on the radio, whether they're on HF, on a repeater, uh, on VHF, UHF, simplex, wherever. We need to kind of judge them loosely by what the broadcast industry allows, because that is pretty much uh, where the goalpost is set. So... Whereas in the middle of prime time in the evening, between 7 and 8 o'clock, you're going to listen harder to what people are saying than you're going to listen to them if it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, As long as they don't go outside the rules, you're pretty safe. So these people own the repeater. The club owns the repeater. So the people that pay their dues every year, yes, they do contribute to the maintenance of the machine. They do in theory own a small part of the machine but when you have a larger group of people who are uh, upset with this then it's time for the trustee the communications committee the club president the board of directors to step in now uh, there's a lot of money invested in these machines and i know in an area like dallas county it is next to impossible to get a two-meter coordination. And this is not because the coordinating body is taking their sweet time about handing them out and that kind of stuff. It's just in DFW, every VHF and UHF pair is full. And in fact, in uh, the North Texas section, these frequencies are so full that they've had to start toning machines and moving them closer together geographically so they can get more machines on the air because there are so many people waiting to get them. And it's getting tighter and tighter. So coordination is something that these uh, clubs have had to go through to get their machine. They've had to purchase the equipment, find somebody reasonably technical to uh, maintain and t- you know keep them running, keep them up to snuff, and then you have the ongoing insp- expenses, which are whatever dues you have to pay to a coordinating body. And uh, I believe here in the state of Texas, if you are a repeater trustee, you don't have you are grandfathered in free of charge to the uh, coordinating body. But then you still have to pay for electricity to run the repeater. You have to pay for a phone line if the repeater's set up so that it can be uh, manipulated via the telephone. In other words, firing off tones, that kind of stuff. And in the reverse, if it has an auto patch on it, an active auto patch, you also have to have a phone line. And then in most places nowadays, you're having to have not only rent money to pay for your place on a tower, a building, wherever you're at, you also have to have insurance. There was a big flap uh, a year or two back in downtown Dallas where 
a whole boatload of amateur repeaters were top pitched off the biggest building in downtown Dallas. And that's because number one, they didn't pay rent for their spot. And number two, the, they didn't have insurance and it was either one or both of one of these two things. So that particular building ended up when it was all over with, with probably two or three repeaters left on it when there was closer to a dozen or more up there to begin with. So the club pays all this money. The members of the clubs pay it in. Well, what about the members who want to say whatever they want to say on the repeater? Well, all fine and good. I've been known to be in moods where I wanted to say whatever I wanted to say. I've never actually had a repeater shut off on me, but I have been told by the trustees of a couple machines that I have frequented in the past that there was once or twice that they came close to doing it. And looking back on it in those particular instances, uh, I understand. I really do. And I don't think I would have blamed them one bit. Uh, one of the options that these repeater owners have, if they don't want you to talk on that machine is, well, there's a group here in Texas that if you ain't a friend of theirs, you ain't getting on their machine. They're called the Armadillo Intertie. And these guys, they don't want you on their machines. If you are not a friend of theirs, they don't know who you are, they will shut it down. And they have a linked repeater system that runs all over the state. All these repeaters tying up frequencies that nobody else can use. But there's no provision against that, and you can do that if you like. The problem with that particular method is, is nowadays most new radios have a scan function to scan for a tone. So it's kind of hard to lock one down with a tone on it. Uh, other things they can do, they can have somebody listening and have them turn the thing off when you're uh, listening and are talking. In fact, uh, one of the clubs I used to belong to, and one of the reasons I don't belong to it anymore, is, uh, well, let's just say at the Dallas Amateur Radio Club, is because there was a bunch of us who were members of the club who worked deep nights, who not only kept each other company by talking to each other on the radio, but also had the radios with us in case there was a problem and we needed help because we were all in the security industry. And some of us worked in places where it wasn't unusual to have your hands on somebody, not have anybody, any other way to uh, get the police out and have to reach down on your belt and whoop out that handheld and call for help. And uh, the DARC had their repeater set up where it automatically shut off at midnight and didn't come back on until 6 a.m. in the morning. And it took us several months to get their attention, to uh, explain to them that we weren't going to put up for it, and we could probably have a bunch of other people in the club not put up for it and everything else, and they finally quit doing it. And the only reason was that they had one trustee who was 472 years old that didn't want to stay up all night to make sure that we didn't say something we shouldn't say. Well, that's okay. We never did. He ne nobody ever caught us doing anything outside the rules because we didn't. 
but that that's another way they can shut you down if the conversation leans that way and they are well within their rights to do that the other side of it is in theory if they shut that repeater off and somebody else puts a repeater up they're going to have to leave that repeater off until uh until uh, such time as it's agreed that that frequency can be taken back over with the, by their repeater. And just because they're coordinated doesn't always mean somebody's going to relinquish the frequency. But if they turn that repeater on while there's another machine on that frequency, they will be the ones calling, causing malicious interference. So there's always things to think about. Now, uh, for these folks up in Plano, Texas that are having the problem, I have known folks in the past that if a repeater got shut off on them, they would go right over to Simplex on that frequency and start talking. And there is nothing illegal about that either. You are welcome to talk on any frequency you're licensed on. But if you, uh, if you do it, please understand that it's probably going to stir up a bigger, bigger hornet's nest. So there you go. And the one reason I, the one reason I decided to bring this, uh, bring this topic this time around is simply because, you know, some of the newer guys may not understand. In fact, one of the ones screaming the most about this situation up north of here was a, uh, I, I would believe an extra class operator because he has a two by one call sign. And I would think that he would know and understand that there are things on the repeater that if you on different repeaters, that if you want to talk about them, uh, there's going to be a problem, especially if that particular machine has a tendency to have females or children that may be listening to it. Now, not a lot of clubs nowadays play that family oriented thing. I know we did for years over here in Mesquite, and it never really became an issue with us because most of most of our guys were ex-police officers, so they weren't going to get too wild about it anyway. About the wildest we ever heard them was when they were losing their minds over the Dallas Cowboys on the repeater on a Sunday afternoon, uh, simply because they were either winning or they were losing. Remember that the club owns the repeater, and the club says what goes. The membership has input, but bottom line is it falls down to the repeater trustee because if he doesn't, he's the one whose license is in jeopardy when, uh, something's going outside, might potentially go outside the rules. You know, my opinion is those are two subjects that we started off talking about at the beginning of this segment. If you want to talk about those, that's what coffee after the weekly net's all about. Because you put it on the air, and there's people listening, and there's an awful lot of passion over those two subjects. And it can really turn into a mess really, really quickly. Now, like I told you all earlier, uh, we're going to get back to uh, the second half of the uh, battery alternative power thing. We're going to talk about uh, uh, charging systems and that kind of stuff. Um I'm not sure if I'm going to do one more episode outside of that or just go ahead and dive into it the next time. I do want y'all to uh, make sure y'all check out the other podcast because uh, we're doing some pretty interesting stuff over there too. 
And I guess that's pretty much as much as I can bore y'all with. And with that, I guess we'll just, uh, I guess we'll listen to a little music. When I was just a little boy, about the age of five, I had something in my pocket. Keep a lot of folks alive Now I'm a man More than twice made 21 You and me, sweet woman Sure have a lot of fun I'm a man And I spell him A N That represent man Sitting on the outside Just me and my sweet mate Yes, I made the moon Come up two hours late I wasn't out of Maine Wasn't out of Maine People wasn't out of Maine Nothing but a rolling stone Always been my middle name I was raised in a cane break By an old mama line No big leg woman have ever made me want the line But I'm happy Everybody know I'm here Kangaroo, like to mess with you, make you pretty baby, wiggle, holler, moan, and shout, big dog gonna show you what good love is all about, yes I'm here baby. Don't you mess with me Yes, I'm here 
you go uh it's raining outside the thunder is a clapping i'm pretty sure my pager is probably going to go off again here in just a minute so uh i think we'll probably wrap her up we've just like i normally say we got another one in the can i'd like to thank all you guys that sent donations this time around all you folks that sent uh, emails and comments in the forums Y'all make sure to visit the forums over at blacksparrowmedia.com. We have several over there concerning Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast, and i like to hear what y'all have to say. If you want to send me an email, go ahead and send that bad boy on over to kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com. That's kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com. Or follow me on Twitter. I am KB5JBV on Twitter. That would be twitter.com stroke KB5JBV. And y'all keep your eyes open for some upcoming stuff. I really wanted to slide something in the opening segment, but it's a little late. I'll probably announce it the next time. Try and get y'all's input on some changes that uh, I've been thinking about making here. See how y'all uh, See how y'all might feel about that. So with that, I say thanks to the dogs, thanks to the wife, thanks to the producer, editor, and executive producer of this program. (laughs) That would be me. And thanks to all you guys, really. Because without y'all, we wouldn't still be here. We're going on our third year. So uh, y'all keep keep those messages coming. Keep us informed with what's going on with y'all. And with that, y'all take care of yourself and your family. And uh, until next time, y'all, 73.
Cause I